Good morning and welcome to On Fire Radio, brought to you by Catskill Mountain Christian Center, a full gospel family church and Christian academy located at 629 Main Street in beautiful Margaretville, New York. What a great day to go to church. If you don't have a church, come on over to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We would love for you to be our guest this morning. That's Catskill Mountain Christian Center this morning at 10 o'clock. If you'd like more information about On Fire Radio or Catskill Mountain Christian Center, give us a call at 845-586-4848. I'm Renard Bartow, and I'd like to invite you to join us for the next 30 minutes as we bring you On Fire Radio. Now let's go to Pastor Bob Engelhart with today's message. So Psalm 42, it's a psalm of Korah. And if you know the background of Korah, Korah was a guy who got himself in trouble. Um, and, <laughs> and it seems like his progeny, the people that descended down from him, really got a hold of God because there's a number of psalms of the sons of Korah. Um, and this is one of them, Psalm 42. It says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul for you, O oh God. So pants my soul for you, O oh God. It's self-explanatory, but it's one of those scriptures that if you, you focus on it for a while, you really allow it into your heart. You're like, what does it mean to really desire God? What does it mean to really desire Him? I mean, we believe in Him, but I don't know. You know, we hope He does nice things for us, and we hope we're going to get to heaven one day. You know, to desire his presence. But this deer is panting for the water brooks. You ever get really thirsty? Most of us don't ever really get thirsty. You know, and I'm not talking down at the local watering holes. I'm talking about thirsty, thirsty. You know, that you're in an arid place and you can't get water. So as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. I want his presence. You see, that's what we're promised, is his presence. Jesus said, go wait in the upper room. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. and He's going to come and be with you, and he'll be in you. The Bible says we're temples of the Holy Spirit. There's supposed to be a relationship here. What God wants is a relationship between he and us. And he's communicative. Through the Bible, yes, absolutely. Nothing defiles the Bible, God's word. Everything has to fit in and it has to flow forth from God's word. But he wants to comfort you. He wants to love you. He wants you to feel loved by himself. And if you're loved by himself, I'm telling you, there's no kind of pain or heartache that you can go through life, and it does have pain and heartache, life, um, but without the comfort of God's presence. Amen? So my, my soul pants for God. Verse 2, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? 
My tears have been my food day and night. Well, they continually say to me, you, uh, say to me, where is your God? I thought I was saved. I thought I was a Christian. Why does this work for me? Seems like it works for all those people at church. They're praising and they're lifting their hands up and they seem real happy. You know, are they just faking it or do they really know him? Well, I want you to know some of us do. But does that mean that we still go through arid places where our soul pants for God? Absolutely. This is life, man. This is a workout. This is Paris Island. This is hell week. Right? My tears have been my food day and night. Well, they continually say to me, where's your God? You know, because we have so much of an entertainment culture, some of us do not have the kind of tears that we ought to have. The failure is so common. We don't really, we don't really hit the mark that we're aiming for too commonly. And we don't take time to mourn the fact that life is not what we thought it was going to be. And we're, and we're on some level deeply disappointed. So we're not... And the, the, the theme today is depth. We're not really deep enough in our own soul to spend the kind of time that it takes to develop a, a, a connection of depth with God. Okay? It says, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. And this is part of what's missing, the pouring, pouring out of one's soul. Pouring out of one's soul is what deeply is inside of you, which I'm going to tell you something. Many of those things, we don't even know what they are. You can't pour out your soul if you're not in contact with God's Holy Spirit within you. The Bible says two things. It says that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. It also says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. So we're two places at one, but it's in our subconscious. God dwells within us in our subconscious. That's why we read the Word and we learn the Word of God because the Word of God is the source material for the Holy Spirit to speak. Amen? He says, for I used to go with the multitude. So now, you've got to understand something's different in this life. Because he's saying, I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept the pilgrims' feasts. I used to do that. Intimation is he's not doing that now, right? Intimation, they're not, they're not doing that now. They're not crying out with praise and coming together to a pilgrim feast like we are having here this morning. Like I said, it's the word that's our food, right? It's the word of God that's our food. Eat it, eat it, drink it, enjoy it. Take it into yourself. Don't be afraid of it because it's here to encourage you and direct you, incite you to wonderful places. Verse 5 says, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. He's talking to himself. This is self-talk. This is self-talk. Right? He's talking to his soul. Hey, soul, why are you downcast? 
Hey, hey, my soul, why are you upset? Why are you depressed? Why are you angry? Why are you downcast? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, I say to my soul. Hope in God. I say to my soul, hope in God. Don't give up. Verse 6, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon and from the hill Mizar. You know, and that's the power of the gospel because this is your family. These are your family here, and they write. And you can look back on your family history and you can see what your relatives have done in the past. And if they've done them, you can do them. That you see what your relatives have done. And if they did them, you can do them. But the Bible is not that hard to understand. It says the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. One of the main things, according to Jesus, one of the main things is have faith. Right? Have faith in God. Believe, believe, believe. Have faith in God. Speak to him. Ask him for stuff. You know, I used to bust and break my father down. I think I said this last week. I used to break my father down because I knew I had the key to break him down. Just be relentless and never stop asking. And this is what I want to talk to you just a little about. Verse 7 says, Deep calls unto deep at the sound of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. And the word waterfalls there, I looked up, it was a little bit interesting to me. Um, waterfalls in the Hebrew, that word as often is translated for a sluice, a pipe, a spout, a conduit, a water conduit. So deep calls unto deep um, at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. You know, it just feels to me like this communicator had to swim deeply to get to the source of the water that was coming forth from this sluice or this, this conduit or this waterfall or whatever that, that, um, that took depth. You know, he just says, I cry out day and night. When you're crying out day and night, when you're, when you're in God's face consistently, when you have a private, solitary time with God, when you desire his presence, See, he's an unseen God who wants to be your friend, who wants to be your counselor and your comforter. But in order to get the full impact of that or the full life that's available to you, you must swim deep. You must swim deep. There is depth of the Lord that you've never dreamed of. Most of us swim on the surface. We swim on the surface of our faith. We swim, uh, we swim and, and rarely, if ever, swim deep. Does that make sense? I believe it's what God wants from us. I believe if we're ever going to be the church triumphant, we're going to be people who become deep. I, I really believe that with all of my heart. And once a few people start popping way in there, there's something markedly different about them. There's an there's a immovability about their faith 
that cannot be shaken, come life or death, cannot be shaken, come ridicule, come mockery, come good times or hard times, you will not be shaken. This is your faith, and you are trying to, it's like, it's like the stepsisters trying to fit into Cinderella's glass slipper. If you, when you first try to fit yourself into the word of God. Are you with me? Nobody's smiling. I ain't smiling at that. That was very funny. <laughs> We're all the stepsisters trying to fit our feet in the glass slipper. We don't fit all that way. It takes time. You got to go deep. You got to go deep and you'll find out that this is your essential nature flows out of this. What, what's on, what you don't like about this is because of the sin nature that we've inherited. But as we learn to conform ourselves, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This. Yeah? The Lord, has, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night. His song shall be with me. A prayer to God, the God of my life. I started that because I was, spent some time in prayer last night. And I just, maybe this to God be the glory was one of the songs I was singing. Because, you know, I'm 40 years in this thing now. There's been a lot of worship songs in 40 years, right? But some of those early songs, the choruses were so simple and so biblical. You know, they were just wonderful. And I, I was pacing in our basement and uh, just singing to the Lord. I mean, you know, the Bible says that we should sing with our understanding and sing with the Spirit we should pray with our understanding and pray with our spirit. That means you pray in your English language and as the Lord gives you other utterances that pour out of the Holy Spirit, you sing in that regard and you sing in English. You know? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Well, you say that sounds very silly. Yes. Yes. It sounds silly. And when I'm doing it by myself, it's deep and it's profound. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. And I exalt thee, oh God. You know, they never let me on a worship team in my life. You know, they say, keep them away from the music. Don't let them sing. I share that I, I did, for many years I did uh, ministry at a maximum security prison. It's the only time I ever led worship in my life. Because they were prisoners, they had to listen to me. And they didn't like it. I don't play guitar. I don't play anything. So those were the kind of songs that I would, I would sing. All those really simple songs. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. It does something to your soul. Because Jesus said we're supposed to become his little children. We're supposed to accept them as little children, right? 
What do, we, what do you sing when you're a little child? You sing little child songs, right? I remember my grandson. They were bouncing on the trampoline, and I was outside with them. And I started singing, I've been working on the railroad all the live long day. They were mesmerized. They stopped bouncing. John Jacob Dinkelheimer Schmidt, his name is my name too. You know, and these kids are like, what? What is he singing? I don't know this music. Do you understand? There's something about singing. There, there's going to be singing in eternity. Get used to it now. And I'm going to sing better than you in eternity. Please, Lord. But, but this is, you know, this is, there's angst in this psalm. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do a guy go on mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? Do you feel oppressed today? You ought to. You ought to. If you're a, big, uh, a biblical Christian, you ought to feel oppressed today in the morality of this culture that we live in. And the amount of people who are unsaved, the amount of people who are atheists, the amount of people who, are, who have no regard for our faith. And I was not brought up in that culture. I was raised in a culture where most everybody went to church. And, and that we had this agreed standard of living, of manners, of what was right and what was wrong. I wasn't very good at it then. But that's why you learn as a child, so that you can be the mentor as you get older, yeah? Why have you forgotten me, God? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? As with the breaking of my bones, my, enemy, my enemies repro reproach me. You know, they just make fun of us openly now. You know, they just make fun of us. I used to watch, there used to be one of the, one of the comics on the late night, late night television. You know, I used to really enjoy. I just came to the point where I couldn't watch them anymore. It's so berated, everything that we believe in. Mike, I'm sorry, I can't watch you anymore. They say to me all day long, where's your God? Oh yeah, you go to church, huh? I see you're doing really great. Why are you downcast, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance, oh my God, I shall yet praise him. Do you know, that's just, that's just gnarly. You know, I'm beat up, I'm cast down, I feel abandoned by God. And at the end, he just stands up and says, Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. So cool. Okay? So depth. Three points quickly on depth. Um, depth comes if you have, if, you, if you'll hear me. I, listen, I don't want to go in your house. I'm not the God cops. I can only tell you things that I've learned and things that I've found in the Word that will be a benefit to you if you, you think about them and take them serious and, and walk this way. 
I would hate to say that you show up before God and you say, yeah, you, you can gain entrance, but you didn't get everything out of life that you could have gotten by walking with me. I really had so much more for you. I really had so much more for you. I had so much work for you to do for me. I had so much work for you to do for you. I wanted to bless you. I wanted to make you special and that people would know that you're special. Not weird, right? Not weird. But people would know there's something about you. So depth comes by developing focus without distraction on a cognitively demanding task. Um, We're going to read in Matthew. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You've got to go to work. Listen, you've got to go to work. You can get some entertainment. You've got to raise your kids. You've got to conduct your marriage. Number two, shallowness is the outcome of one's Christian experience folded, that folds itself into a cluttered life as a non-demanding, distracted style of walk with God. Doesn't demand anything of you. You want to come to church, come to church. You don't want to come to church, you don't come to church. You want to pray, you pray. You don't want to pray, you pray. You're, but, but who's the God here? You're the God? You're not the God. God's the God. And there are certain expectations when you're a child of God. Are you with me? We're a child of God and we don't pray. It's like being married and not coming home and having, you know, having conversational relationship with my wife. You know, we talk every day. I come home, you come home. It's always, she talks way more than me, by the way. Number three, depth is like a soup. Depth of soul is a superpower. Depth of soul is a superpower. We, we love our superheroes today. I'm telling you, depth is a superpower. It's the thing that makes you resolute. Depth is a superpower during a moment in during a moment in history that so much competes for our attention. Everything competes for our attention. Every commercial, I gotta have that car, I gotta have that pizza. As a, as a pastor here for 31 years, one of those most common things that I hear, especially from people outside the church, is I'm too busy to have much time for God. I had a guy last week I was talking to, he just turned crimson, said I know I should be coming to church. He's not, never been a part of our church. But I was talking to him, and you could see that he was getting uncomfortable and, you know, all that kind of thing. People know. People know. To every man is given the seed of faith, the Bible says. Too busy to have much time for Jesus. It's the most common reason folks cite for not seeking first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6 from verse 22, and I'm going to jump around a little bit. The lamp of the body is the eye, therefore your, if your eye is good, your whole body will be filled with light. You know, you know what I'm... And I, you know, somebody looks at you with hatred in their eyes or, you know, they're critical every time. You can see in their eyes they're critical of you. They want to know what to make of you. They're trying to figure you out. They don't really believe if you're, if you're genuine or you're not genuine. You know, that's, that's what he's talking about here, your perception. The lamp, of, 
The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is good, your whole body will be filled with light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be filled with darkness. Therefore, if the light in you that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? See, if the things that really turn you on that you consider to be light are actually darkness, how great is that darkness? The things that you chase after, the things that you concentrate on, the things that you love, right? If all of those things are actually darkness, how great is your darkness, right? The eye of the, bo- the, eye of the body, or the light of the-, the lamp of the body is the eye. And you look at people with faith from Jesus' perspective, humanity, God loves people. God loves you so much, you don't even have, you don't have a clue how much God loves you. You don't have a clue. And I know you love him. He loves you so much. The sacrifice of his son on the cross, that's got to go into your deep soul. C.S. Lewis said this, a person cannot know how hard it is to be good unless he's really tried. Unless you've actually tried to change yourself, you have no idea how hard it is to be good. To be good in your heart, not just that you're not an axe murderer, it's that your heart, your, your, the lamp of the body is the eye, that your eye is good, that you look at people without judging them, without criticizing them, without maligning them. Right? Um, your transformed perception, the eyes of your inner life, looking out from yourself infers that you're not selfish, and you're not looking at yourself all the time. So looking out infers one assessment of the world around, of the people, of the things, of the politics, either fear, anger, judgment, lust, covetousness, hatred, or... Love, patience, kindness. You know, the one that in 1 Corinthians 13 that Nancy and I have spoken most about um, and I think the most about, it says, love is not rude. What is rude? Rude is, this is my, this is my definition now. You can take it or leave it. Rude is trampling on common manners. That's what rude is that you have, no, you have no regard for common manners and social conventions. You know, rudeness, that's a big thing, rudeness, that you just blow off every social con- convention and um, trample all manners. No one, nobody can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. Down to 31, Jesus says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worry about its own about its own things, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. If you seek first God's kingdom, put God 
in first place, um, put God in first place of the priorities of your life. Put him in first place. It's amazing what a beating you can take without moving. It doesn't mean you're not sad. Somebody passes away or you go through hard times. It doesn't mean you're not sad. It doesn't mean you're not always, you're always Mr. Perfect Joe. You walk like a, you know, you're the Statue of Liberty or something. It just means that in spite of that, God carries you through and you re remain unmoved in your relationship with God. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you and I praise you this morning for everyone who's here. Lord God, that we could become the resolute one, that we could grow deeper and deeper and deeper in you. And Lord God, your testimony will be there was a group of people in those mountains during that day and age who sought me, who lived in me, who were transformed, Lord God, by your word. I bless everybody here today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that God has used this message to minister to you. If you would like to help financially support the work of Catskill Mountain Christian Center, you can go to our website and give at www.cmcconline.org. There you'll find options how to give online safely and securely. And to find out more about Catskill Mountain Christian Center, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can follow the handle at CMCC Church at Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also head over to our website at www.cmcconline.org. And on behalf of Pastor Bob Inglehart and everyone here at Catskill Mountain Christian Center, this is Jake Johnson signing off. God bless, and thank you for joining us this morning.